You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Ooh, savage. I like to keep it real simple. So excited to have official Udi on. What's up, what's up, what's up, good people? Okay, let's cut to the chase. What in the world made you start social media? Uh, well, like I said, when I first started it, it was uh, just doing law enforcement studies. Um, it came at that time right at the uh, end of 2019, the beginning of 2020, where, like, man, it was just hey, all over the news. Cops this, cops this, cops of this, cops... And I wanted to kind of bridge that gap to say, hey, listen, you know what? You know, what we what you see on TV is not reality. I mean, yes, bad, those, we do have bad officers and those things do happen. Um, but there are some really good officers out here who have a lighter side to crack jokes, tell jokes who are really down to earth. So it was really just trying to bridge that gap um, between citizens and law enforcement. Um, and then it just, man, it just blew up. So wait, you were, did you have a platform before TikTok got big and before no. COVID? No. Oh, you started like, oh, I didn't know that. I thought you had a platform. That's great. No, I was a nobody. I mean, I still ain't shit. But, you know, <laughs> Am I allowed to cuss on this thing? Oh, yeah. Yes, you can say whatever, okay. whatever you want. So we should warn everybody out there right now. If you're listening to this podcast out in the open, like some of you did last week, you got in trouble. You might want to put your earbuds yeah. in. <laughs> it's not for the if the word, If the word fuck offends you, you may not want to listen to this in public. <laughs> All right, so you started, talk about your law enforcement. You started how long ago? How old were you when you got uh, into the law enforcement? 23, 24, when I got into law enforcement. Oh, wow. And how long have you been in? Uh, I, I got, I'm not in it anymore, um, but I was in it for a little over 10 years. So what made you, I, I think I know the story, but people out there, what made you get into law enforcement? 
I grew up in a really shitty childhood. Like my stepfather used to beat the shit out of me and my sister and my mom constantly. I don't, like I said, I'm 36 years old and I still go to the bed holding the corner of my pillow because when I was a kid and sleeping in the closet, it was the only time that I actually felt safe. Um, and then when my mother got killed um, there for about two years, um, I was a real piece of shit. Like I just lied. I stole. I was angry with God. I just didn't care about the world. Um, and then I remember one day just walking past a mirror in my house and I just broke down crying, fell to my knees. And I said, is this the type of man you want to leave? You want your mom to see? Um, and then I wrote a four page, a five, four or five page letter to my mom and my stepdad where I was just basically everything that I had lied about, everything that I had stolen. I was like, hey, listen, I don't expect for you to believe me. Um, and I don't want you to listen to what I say. I want you to watch what I do. Um, and then they're constantly, it just, it just, and my, my motto is, is like I said, it's a, it's a challenge for me, just challenging myself to be better today than I was yesterday. And it's a chase that I'm never going to get because I'm never going to be as good as I want to be, but it gives me something to look forward to each and every day. So how long ago, uh, did your mom pass? 2006. And how old are, she didn't get to meet your children, right? No, she did. My son is 11 and my daughter is seven. I feel that pain when my dad passed me having the only boy. Like I, Mm. that's why I said you know people tell you that time heals all wounds and that's absolute bullshit like I think you just learn to live with that pain because there are days um and I think this past Mother's Day kind of hit me harder than it did on any other Mother's Day is because it's been so long mm. I don't remember her voice mm. and like I try to I try to think back and listen and back in the day cell phones weren't like they are now so you don't have any voice recordings there's right. no voicemails there's no there's no text messages you know all you have is the uh all you have is the pictures and stuff like that. So for me, man, it just, it, you know, you'll go weeks and months and everything is great. You feel great. And then you just driving down the road, a song hits you, you see a sign or something like that, man. And mm -hmm. the tears just start streaming. I tell people this all the time. I think when my dad passed, you know, people are like, I'm so sorry. I understand. And I was a little angry. I'm like, you don't fucking understand until you lose a parent. You don't understand. And, and then I felt bad. Like, I know they're just trying to help, but it is that deep seated wound that you just, like you said, you don't get over it. You just learn to deal. And that's the one thing I hate when people's like, oh, I understand what you're going through. See, like you lost your dad and I lost my mom. But that doesn't mean I know what you felt like because people hurt differently. So sure. but my thing is, is I empathize with you. Like, I'm so sorry that happened. I couldn't even begin to imagine what you're feeling right now, because just because something happened to me and then the same thing may have happened to you. You didn't take that the way that I took it. You didn't feel the things that I felt. Now you're hurting and you're angry the same way. But at the end of the day, there's two different types of hurt for people because they're diff different individuals. So I've never been a fan of saying, oh, I understand what you're going through. I've always been like, you know, I couldn't begin to fathom what right. you're going through. OK, let, let's lighten this up a little bit. So you're done on the law enforcement side. When did you stop doing right. that? Uh, this year. So you were a police officer and then you yeah. got into social media. You got into the right. social media side of things and you started traveling around doing different shows. We're going to kind of skip over that nonsense a little bit, but went to do the shows. What did you like about those shows? Did you like people you meet, man? Like at one of our shows we did in Texas, man, I had an 82 year old man walk up to me, hug my neck and he was like, you don't know that your videos, my wife passed away after like 65 years or something like that. Mm. He's like, and your videos got me through the day. And I'm like, I'm blown away. I'm in tears. And I'm like, sir, you paved the way. Like you're 82 years old. You paved, you, you paved the path for me to even be in this world. Like because of people like you is the only reason that I'm here right now. So it's just the interaction that you meet because even whether it's through a motivational or a, a comedy skit or, mm -hmm. you know, just being real in general, I don't think yourself included, like, we truly understand how much we impact 
people, but they're but on the same token, how much they've impacted our life. When I tell people that they TikTok and social media has been so good for my mental health. Yep. Um, like just getting on there and, and talking to people and interacting with people and meeting people, man. It's it's I mean, it's crazy. I mean, people's like, Oh, you're a celebrity. I don't want to be TikTok famous. I mean, famous people pass away all the time. I want to be remembered. You know, if some if something happens to me and somebody comes to my funeral, they can be like, Because of that man right there, my life is better. Um, and if I can leave that world for my kids and leave that world for other people, I'm good with it. I, I say it all the time when people come in, they're like, oh, you're famous and you saved me and you this and you that. And I'm like, yeah, but you're my family. And I feel like when you're family, they help you when you're down, right? They Without might not question. see us. They might not see you. They might not see me when I'm having a shit day and I'm exhausted. And literally, I'm like, I'm not talking to anyone right this second because if I do, I'm going to bitch them out for zero reason. Like they don't see that side. And I try to keep it real with them, but they help us. You know, people online help us just as just oh, as much. Equally, if not more. And that's why I said I, it's it's such a bless. Social media is such a blessing and a curse. Mm-hmm. Like I'll get people like, you know, your video, you, I'm the reason you're the reason I'm still here. And I'm like, don't give me that credit. Right. Like, yes, your strength. You did that. You may have listened to my words at the time that you needed it. Mm-hmm. I said, but it was your decision at that moment to say, you know what? I'm going to push just a little bit harder. I'm going to try just a little bit more. I'm going to stay one more day. And I was like, I don't I don't ever want to take credit for somebody saying that I saved their life. Now, I may have impacted their life and may have had an impact, but it's their strength. It's, it's their character and who they were. They still had a little bit left to keep pushing. And that's why I said it's a blessing and a curse because you get the good side of it where you meet some of the most incredible people who not only help you and, and support you and love you, but then you get the jackasses who like to make you know, scam people and hurt people and, and use your likeness and images mm-hmm. um, to, to try and profit on their own. So you get that blessing and the curse. Um, as far as the haters, I don't, they don't much bother me. Like, listen, I always use that Cat Williams reference. If you got 16 haters, you need to learn how to get 18 by the end of the summer. So <laughs> it is funny because people will be like, girl, keep doing you, forget the haters. I'm like, well, where? I haven't really seen any haters lately. And I'm like, they must be, because I don't stay in my comment section too long, especially when it's a video. Like if I see like maybe one comment where someone's like, oh my God, I just, I'm like, whatever, keep, keep it pushing. Cause I know the people in my own comment section are just going to go after them and be like, sit down. Oh no. The family I have created, we got dogs in my chat room. You come in there saying some slick nonsense to me, bro. I don't even got to say nothing. They be they be like 400 <laughs> cats just ready to go to Walmart. I love y'all that. Pump the brakes. Good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> yes. Well, let's touch on a question everybody wants to know. Are you married? Yes. How long have you been married? Uh, since... Let me better get this right before I get. All right, don't get it wrong. Uh, Go get your calendar uh, out. (laughs) uh, November, (laughs) November, November twenty seventh, two thousand ten. So we've been together for over thirteen years, but we've been married for twelve. And I mean, she's awesome because she has the same name as me, so we already like her, Miss Heather. (laughs) Right? No, she's she's phenomenal human being. So, did you guys separate for a little bit? Yeah, we were separated for a while. And how did social media come into play with all of that? Uh, it was a big part of that. Um, it was a man. It's like I said, when I got into first, like when I got into the start of social media, I did it for, you know, trying to show that bridge between law enforcement stuff. And I said, as I grew, like it started me telling jokes about the kids and stuff like that and started traveling. And then, you know, you get you get lost in the reason why you started doing what you're doing and you lose focus on the things that are important and you start chasing that that alter ego. You start chasing that. Hey, man, what man, they're giving me attention over here, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then you start looking at things like, well, 
you know, they're doing things that I'm not getting at home. And, and then you start putting it in perspective and then you put yourself in a dark spot because so many people are expecting so much from you. Right. And that ain't no excuse for piss poor behavior and bad mistakes. Um, and Heather absolutely deserved a much better version of me. Um, and that's what she gets on a day to day basis now. But it was one of those things I started out not showcasing her because I was doing the law enforcement and I wanted to protect her because like I don't I don't want no backlash coming to her or my kids or anything else like that. And then it just got to the point to where it was like, you know, if, if I say I'm married, then I'm going to lose some attention over here. If mm -hmm. I say if I showcase her here, then I may lose some attention over here. And I was just putting my priorities in the wrong spot. And like I said, ain't no excuse. I eat all of my shit. I'm a I made some dumbass choices. Um, and I'm blessed to have her in my life. Like I said, we've, we've gone through some trying things over our years of being married. Um, and she's been an absolute blessing to me. And like I said, at the end of the day, you know, we separated for a while trying to figure out, you know, if this was what, you know, what, what needed to work. I moved out. We were co-parenting extremely well. Kids were kind of having that flawless transition where it was working out, but you know, it still affected them because mm -hmm. it's the babies. And then it was one of those things, man, we just sat down two, three months ago and was like, hey, listen, you know, I love you and you love me. And like I said, you know, I, I want to see if this works, you know, and I laid everything out on the table. I said, hey, listen, here's my phone. I said, this is everything I've ever done, anything I've ever talked about. And I said, I said, you know, whatever you want from me, you got from this point forward. I said, but I will, I said, I will make sure that for the rest of my life, for as long as you choose me, that you never have to worry about where my mindset is, what my priorities are and, and where my focus is. That's amazing. I I've seen a lot of growth from you. I mean, we've been friends for a while and I've seen a lot of growth from the minute I met you. Right. And till now. Right. And I, oh, yeah. I love that. We get it. You're an attractive right. male. Women are throwing themselves at you. It, it could be the same for a female. Right. You get this extra right. attention. You, you may or may not have had the attention. You get this extra attention. None of us knew how to navigate social media. Now, am I giving any excuses for you? No. What you did was no excuses. Right, right. No excuses. So I don't want anybody thinking, oh, Heather's giving. No, 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 no. Wrong is wrong. No, I know excuses. Right? Hurting people is hurting people. But I understand what you were saying in the beginning as far as, well, all this was thrown at me and I didn't know how to handle it. I, I attribute to imagine imagine you being broke your entire life, mm -hmm. like literally having nothing, no money, no nothing. Absolutely. No, there's no support in you're not getting any training on how to treat. And at 18 years old, somebody walks up and hands you two million dollars cash. Right. Let me let me clarify. I ain't never had two million dollars. <laughs> I am not a millionaire. Let me just clarify. We we eat ramen noodles and ketchup sandwiches around these parts. Just so let me clear that up. Um, but imagine someone giving you two million dollars and you having no understanding of what money is how to do and you, what are you going to do you're going to blow it you're going to go crazy it's the reason why people who win the lottery two or three years down the road they're broke again and at the end of the day man like i i went from this guy who was just doing law enforcement and everything like that to somebody i can't even walk down the street i can't go to walmart i can't go in hey Uday, Uday, Uday. Oh! and they treat you like an a-list celebrity when they, when you're doing these shows and stuff so for me man it, it, it took time for me to grow and learn as a human being and say, hey, listen, you don't have to be fake. You don't have to be something you're not. You don't have to choose this. And so for me, if you're starting out on social media, I want you to understand that if it only takes one video for you to get stupid, crazy big. Right. All it takes. I mean, that's how it was for me. Most I, I, I can remember going to bed one night. I think I had 40,000 followers. I had a video that hit like 20 million views. I woke up the next day and I had 500,000. In a span of 24 hours, I gained like 
400 and something thousand followers. So it only takes one video for you to go crazy. Um, but if you get the opportunity, understand it is a golden opportunity. It can be taken away from you any point. Um, you are the person behind that screen. Make sure you're that same person out there. Right. Don't proclaim to be something on here and then not be that person out there. That's the I longevity you, piece. Catch up to you. Yep. That's the longevity. Because how many people have we seen that were like, oh, wow, they're good people. They're good people. And then we meet them or talk to them on the phone. You're like, you are a literal piece of shit. And right. it will 100% catch up. I'm not going to be the one to snitch you out. I will not be that person. But I mm-mm. I won't fuck with you. Yeah. Like, I won't be, I won't, I did, well, you know that. Because you and I have had conversations no. sometimes like, do for real, is this person really like that? And we'll be like, yes or no, yeah. you know, because we got each other's back. And I'm like, no, nah, I can't mess with that person anymore. Like, I don't want any part of any of that nonsense. I've never called anybody out on social media. If I got a problem with you, you're going to know it because I'm going to address it with you. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, what? It ain't my job to go unless it's something that's detrimental, like right. detrimental to a child or you're hurting somebody physically or there's something that, like it. I'm going to address it with you personally. Right. Uh, but I think I think what it is is like I what I also want people to understand is like there is no mistake or poor choice that you can't fix yourself um, as long as you are willing to look yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what, you are the problem. Mm-hmm. And when you realize you are the problem and you realize that you've hit rock bottom, the greatest thing about you being at rock bottom, there ain't nowhere to go up but up. So as long as you're willing to put the work in each and every day and, and eat it and come out and just speak your truth and say, like, you know what, it's my fault. Don't make excuses because ain't no excuses for mis- bad mistakes or poor choices. So like what said, was you your turning you point? Were- what was your turning point? Because you and I have had conversations. I've had conversations with other, you know, large creators that have women literally coming up like, I know you're married. I know your relationship. I just want to fuck you. I don't really care. I just want one night. I just want this. I mean, they get gross. What was your turning point to be like, I know I could have pretty much anytime, anywhere that I want. What was the turning point that you're like, no, I don't want that. And that's not sitting well with me. You don't know how lonely it is. When you're sitting in your apartment, when your kids aren't here, you got no wife, you got no husband, your phone's not blowing up. You know, those people who said they cared about you or wanted to be with you are not there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you realize that, like, yeah, man, you got a following. Yeah, you're there, but you really ain't shit like you ain't. And then when you when you when you go on a date or you or you meet somebody and the whole time you're looking at them and everything that you do, you're just picking apart flaws of why they're not Heather or why they're not your other person. Because I feel like once you found your person, you should know. I mean, it don't take long. Like I said, dudes who are out there with five years waiting to propose to your girl, stop it. You know, you know, like stop it. Um, but for me, it's just one of those things. It was it was the being home alone and realizing that you ain't who you think you are, big dog. And then the moment you realize that all these people don't even line up to your significant other. And for me, that was kind of the turning point. It was like, all right, okay, cool. And then I think it also goes back to is like, what type of father do I want to be for my kids? Mm-hmm. Do I want to be the go. father who sits here and tells my kids, hey, let's be honest. Let's be always be truthful. You know, we can't do nothing with a lie, but we can do everything with the truth. Hey, be this person. Your word is your bond. If you tell somebody you're going to do it, you do it. Um, but then go out and, and do the complete opposite. You know, that makes you a hypocrite. That makes you a, a piece of shit. And I was a piece of shit. Um, and not that I'm like not a piece of shit now. I'm just like a much shinier piece of shit. <laughs> Um, because <laughs> each and every day is like just a striving to be better. But one thing I can tell you now that I, that I am proud to say is like I've talked to everybody that I came in contact with that may have not had a great experience with me or or something like that, or at least tried to reach out. And I told them, I was like, I don't expect you to believe me. And the same thing I told my mom and then way back in the day, like, watch me. 
And I've, I've, I've tried to use that platform. I've come on the platform and I ate everything that I've done. Got over two or three million views on it where I just talked about all my dumb stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like I said, I just don't allow people to hold my past against me. Um, so how do you day, move forward? Much, you know, this stuff happens. How do you and Heather move forward or how do you reassure her? Because you know what the old once a cheater, always a cheater or once this, always this. Like, how do you reassure her? See, the thing about it is and I hate when people say that because people look at when you sin. I did something bad. Okay, that makes him a bad person. You know, God looks at sin. Sin is sin across the board. Mm -hmm. You know, and said so at the end, just because I sin differently than you doesn't make me less off of a person than you are. But what you do is, like I said, if you if you make a mistake, you cheat, you do something slick. If you call yourself on it and you make sure that that never happens again, I think that's a cliche thing to say. But what you do moving forward is you make sure that she never has to question your loyalty and your love for her. And that's why I said my phone is so dry. Literally, when I tell you I cut contact off with anybody who could have even thought we was in the conversation about anything, right. I cut everybody off. And like I said, my phone's so dry now, and I love it, man. Like I said, I focus on my family. I stay off my phone. I focus on her. I tell her each and every day. You can ask her each and every day. I ask her every morning, what can I do to make your day better? Mm. And I check on her throughout the day, and she has access to my phone. Not that she's ever going through my phone or needs it, but it's available to her. She'll tell you, I don't want to go through. You may never need to go through my phone, but it's your face opens it up. So if you ever have a question, you feel in some type of way, and anything that I do now, if I get an opportunity to go somewhere, or if I have a show, babe, how do you feel about this? Are you good with me going? And if she's not comfortable with it, it doesn't hurt me at all to say, nope, I'm not going. I'll, I've left money on the table because I'm not willing to risk a doubt. Because once you put a little seed of doubt in right. somebody's mind, mm -hmm. that's all it takes. And I'm not willing to risk it. She she means everything to me. I love that woman more than anything in this world. And I'm going to do everything I can for the rest of my life as long as I got breath in my body to make sure she don't never have to question her position in my life. And I bring up the once a cheater, always a cheater thing because there's a lot of people out there right now that are confused. But I also think that people people hear that word and that's immediately Oh my God! They don't want. They don't listen to any other context behind it. Like it again. It should never happen. Let me let me clarify. This should never have. There is never a reason. If you are not happy in a relationship you're in, leave. Like point blank said. But there is never an excuse or a reason for you to hurt somebody in that way or any other way. Um, but being said, that being said, people don't understand the context the way it happened. You look at so many of these celebrities out here who have, who've gotten caught up doing dumb shit or slick shit, and now they're happily married. And now they don't get that hate anymore. Or they'll still have people who will never let them go. I don't let people hold my past against me. As much as I would love to, I can't go back and change any of the things that I've done. I'd love to. Trust me, I would redo so much differently, but I can't. Right. And at the end of the day, what I can do is just promise and, and show that's not going to happen again. And as long as you continue down that path, and again, as you're not slipping and stuff like that, but I've grown so much and I've learned so much. And that's I want people to understand there is no manual to life. Like there's no book that says how to get it right every time. When you mess around and get famous on social media, there's no, there's nobody out here to guide you, to help you. Uh, and I'll tell you what's even tougher, and you can agree with this, is staying relevant, mm. especially on social media. Because mm -hmm. you, I've seen, I mean, there were cats who had a million followers when I had nothing. And I looked up to these cats. And now I'm well above. almost nine million. And these cats are still at one million. Okay, now, let me play devil's advocate. Let's play devil's advocate. Do you think that maybe they were playing a role and they're not real? Because I feel like the people who are real stay relevant. I don't I don't know, man, because like I said, I still follow. There's, I mean, if you're on here and, and you're willing to put yourself out there, I'll mm -hmm. like good, bad, or indifferent. Like right. I, if I don't know you personally, I'm not here to judge you. If what you're portraying on the phone is exactly who you are in real person, I kudos you. If that's not who you are, 
here's your opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to be better. And now you get a chance to fix it. Uh, but I think it's just that struggle to find that line because you, you've seen it too many times where cats will blow up and they do good things. And then and the next thing you know, they've fallen off this cliff. It's because they start doing all this other stuff that, that took them away. And I think that's why I tell people when people's like, oh, you don't you don't need a niche. No, I think you do. Like you you with your laughing and your monitor. And I was like, so I've seen so many people take a page out of your book with now reading the comments and laughing and they getting tons of views off of it, too. Yeah. So I think people it, tag that, me in those I, and they're like, hey, that's that's Heather. But I also love the fact that our families are so protective of us. Right. Because it's like oh, no, a respect. They're putting respect on our name like, hey, this is her thing or his thing. They created this. And I think they're just kind of wanting like give them some credit on it. So I don't hate on anyone that ever tags me and stuff like I love and, that they're being protective I, for me. And I want to attest to that. Like I want the people to know that follow us, that you truly are family. When I did Bunny's podcast, there was there was a few in there, you know, that had hate were hateful words to say and things like that, too, which I understand. I, I deserve all the backlash that comes with the nonsense. Um, but for the most part, man, the most incredible people reached out and said, thank you for being honest. Thank you mm-hmm. for being open. Like, I know that took a lot of courage. You didn't you didn't make excuses. You ate it. You took it like a man uh, and you put your face out there, which a lot of people aren't willing to do. Right. Um, and for me, man, they don't understand like the support because I was nervous about it. Because like I said, I mean, as much as I say, I don't care what people think, man, like you, they really are this platform and so many other platforms that I use. They really are a lifeline for me as far as my mental health going in and interacting and listening to the comments and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So for me, man, I was a little nervous to go into it, man. But to hear some of the most positive feedback, say thank you for being that person. You know, we love you. We stand behind you. You know, we forgive you. We, you know, we you're allowed to make mistakes as long as you're owning them and trying to be better. So uh, it's an extremely, ble- like I said, social media is such a blessing, but it's also a curse at the same time. From the first time I think I interacted or we interacted or I saw you, whatever, was it late night listening to your Oh yeah. Your nineties yeah. stuff. R&B. Your nineties R and B. I'm like, who the hell is this dude? And then I of course my thing is the comments. I'm like, look at these fucking thirsty ass people. I'm saying people because it's girls and guys, but look at these thirsty ass people in this comment. I would camp out in your comments and your lives because I would be on the other end losing it. It's he married. Hey, baby. Hey, big daddy. I'm like, what the hell? I've been doing lives lately with Heather in them, and people are still coming to comments. Are y'all married? I'm like, no, nah, I just picked her up. At, and I'll be like, no, nah, I just picked her up at the Flying J. She was holding the sign and said, we'll work for food. I had oodles and noodles, so we're going to see what kind of work she's going to put in. Like, I try to make a joke out of stuff. But at the end of the day, like, people feel like they know your life based on a 60-second video that right. you've decided to share. And, of course, we post a lot, so I get it. But then you'll go live. Like, I'll go live for an hour. People like, oh, you don't work? You, no, I sell feet pics, and I work at the Sugar Shack. <laughs> How you think this stuff pays for itself? I, do you think I have a money tree somewhere? People don't understand. Social media is a job. Right. It is a job. And then the opportunities that come along with it um, to be able to go out and use your platform. Like I said, I've been able to talk at so many law enforcement conventions and I've been able to do so many shows and talk in different venues and, and do different brand deals and stuff, which, which is great and fine. But at the end of the day, it's it's a job. Like there have been days when you be as a content creator or a public figure, whatever you want to call it, like. There are days where you're like, man, I got nothing. I got, or you don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Like today, I'm just not it. Or you'll record a video and you're like, nope, that ain't it. That is not it. I switched Um, my schedule up. I actually said I'm going to go Monday through Friday and take weekends off. So I'll try to draft something and maybe pop it up on a weekend. But I needed that as a single mom. I needed that time for my son and to just kind of take a deep breath for myself. 
like it used to be bad. Like I would be posting three or four times a day and then right. it just got to be exhausting. And then like I said, I was spending so much time on my phone away from my kids and, and away from Heather. So I just said, after a certain time, if Heather doesn't want to go live, my phone goes down. I don't, I don't look at TikTok. I don't go through TikTok. I don't answer phone calls, nothing. I spend time with my wife. I spend time with my kids mm -hmm. just because I feel like that's an important part of it. Um, but that's you know, that grind, that book we can kind of write that once you get to a certain point, then you can kind of take off the gas. I mean, there are some creators that we know that we're friends with and stuff that are still pushing, pushing, pushing. And I say stuff to them. I'm like, I'm worried about you because you. I know you want to stay relevant. We all do. But you're literally pushing yourself into an early freaking grave. If you don't realize you've hit a certain point, you can take a day off. You can relax yeah. and breathe. And I think it's also important because I've seen it happen to so many great people. Like people will get five or six or 700,000 followers and then they'll come on and they'll be like, hey, you know what? I've decided to leave my job and I'm going to do uh, content creating and social stuff full time now. And I'm like, oh, hey, hey, real quick. I know 700,000 people is a massive amount of people, but like you don't understand the grind. You're going to have to put yourself in now because now exactly. you put yourself without any secondary income. It's a push every day. Boom, boom, boom. Mm -hmm. And then a month or two months later, they'll come on and they're damn near in tears. Like, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. It's too much. Like, I got to go. I can't help. And I'm like, I said, unless you got some stuff coming in on the back end or you right. got other opportunities out there. Please, please do not just dip out on your job because I promise you, TikTok is great. We don't know how long TikTok is going to be here. We don't know how long or any social of these media. And exactly, exactly. So in that's general. what I'm saying. Like Once you hit that certain point and you got those other things coming in on the other end, take a day like off I, for your mental health. I agree. Like I got one account that's got 8.8 .8 million on TikTok. If TikTok decides to rip that out, I told people I'm done. I'm not making. I'm not going to make three or four or five different accounts. Hoping that people, I said, I'm done. I'll take it over to YouTube or whatever else. I said, I'm done. Because mm -hmm. like I said, I don't want to have a whole bunch of accounts and I don't want to have a whole bunch of other stuff going on. I said, because it's exhausting. It is exhausting yeah. day in and day out because the stories I tell about my kids are true. I was like, but do you know how dramatic I got to be? Like that's digging deep into my basket. You know, the, my traumas and things that I did. So that's mentally exhausting when you're sitting there having to relive some of your past stuff mm -hmm. so that you can maybe touch one or two different people when they see it. So, I mean, just like, it's a grind. And I think that you and I and so many other amazing people, we put the work into where, you know, we want to take one or two or three days off. We can do so. I don't have anything. I'm, and I'll show people like, I have nothing in my drafts. I don't draft anything. Like what happens is what happens on that day. That That is exactly what happens. There ain't nothing in the draft. I ain't got nothing to pull up. It is what it is. Like, this is what happened that day. And if I don't got nothing that day, we ain't got nothing. I have drafts because if there's a day that I can't get there, I can't, I just can't do it. It's almost like I don't want to let people down, right? Like on my normal posting schedule and you have that. I mean, it is your job, right? So when you aren't able to go to work or you feel bad about it, you're like, but I still want to show up. I still want to do something. So if I have a draft that I can put up, great. If I don't, I just take that day off. Everyone has to have a break from things to stay fresh. Like I want to make sure that I'm staying fresh and giving my best self to everyone. Oh, so that's oh, my, yeah, for sure. If you are starting on social media and you feel like you have to be that person that's in everyone's face, five, six, seven, eight videos every single day, you're going to burn out and people, uh, and people will question. start be able to see. Without question. Okay. Listen, you've talked about a few things that you've done. I want to personally right. say thank you for coming on and helping with make a wish because that's near and dear for me. I know kids are your thing, right? We, we are parents. We are all about kids, protecting the kids, all about all of that. And being able to help grant 
Emily's wish, that was the first wish that I was a part of, was absolutely amazing. Just knowing that we can make this impact and help someone that has, you know, a severe illness get better, right? But Udi jumps on, and I think we initially say you're going to wear a is it a Dallas Cowboy speedo? What do we say that you're going to just a just a blue speedo, blue speedo, speedo, which which I have, which I have. You do got to make the video. Okay, so he's got the speedo, and then we said for another couple thousand, he would have to shave his legs, wax my legs. What couple days ago? Was it two days ago? Three days ago? Yeah, I would have I would have chosen shaving over waxing all day long, one hundred percent. So Heather, his wife, waxed his legs on live. <laughs> my kids helped. I think my kids had some uh, loaded up animosities. The reason why they were doing it the way they were doing it. <laughs> so his legs are smooth and silky. <laughs> yeah, they smooth as a baby's ass right now. That's crazy. <laughs> so we've got we've got Udi who will have fresh legs with some heels right. and some speedos. And I believe was it sixteen? We raised seventeen thousand dollars in like twenty minutes, so it was a it was amazing. Um, I listen. I appreciate the opportunity. Things like that mean the world to me. Like growing up, like I was born with a mitral valve prolapse, so at the age of six, I had a balloon put into my artery. At sixteen, I had my first open heart surgery. At twenty seven, I had my second open heart surgery. Um, so growing up as a kid who stayed in the hospital a lot, man, I couldn't even begin. And as a parent. I couldn't even begin to fathom my babies going through what some of these incredible babies have to go through. So any opportunity I get to use my platform or use my likeness to help somebody like that, man, I'm going to do above me on. That's why I told him, I was like, as much as it hurt, it's well worth that we granted a baby's wish. You know, if we know she may not never, they may never see another Christmas or see another birthday or anything like that. So for me, waxing your legs and wearing a speedo ain't gonna ain't gonna hurt my feelings near as much as me not actually putting my name out there to help somebody oh we we loved it i mean it was such a huge success and we absolutely were grateful that you came in and we'll give voodoo a shout out (laughs) thanks voodoo voodoo you can kiss my ass that's what you can do because you knew what you was doing disrespectful okay we're at the savage seven part so it's seven questions you have one skip so use okay. your skip wisely. All right. How old were you when you lost your virginity? 14. Holy. Okay. Okay. What's the thing you're most proud of? My children. If you could change one thing, it can only be one, one thing that you've done in your past, what would it be? She no head. What's your body count? <laughs> Why are you? 12. Oh, you are. Okay. All right. Do you and Heather have hall passes? No. She she doesn't have one. Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, if she was, she she's really into what's his name, Jason Statham. Oh, okay. Statham, whatever. John yeah, John so like, knows the producer knows. He's like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And and he, and he can fight, so he she probably got a hall pass because he just whipped shit out of me and paid what he wanted anyway. So I'm like, just, I mean, so yeah, I mean, that would probably be her hall pass, but I don't. So. All right, most embarrassing moment. Oh my god! Um, like probably in law enforcement, uh, I went to a I went to a call and a uh, dude was trying to pleasure himself with a uh, a vacuum hose and he got one of his testicles sucked up into it, um, and I had to carry my man out, assed out like that. So yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. Fellas, fellas, use other tools besides the vacuum cleaner, okay? That's a real story. That's not made up. That's a real story. Oh, I know so many names were (laughs) 
thrown around for that guy. <laughs> mm. All right. It was content violation that you were a part of that you traveled around. Right. From content violation, who would you never care to speak to again? Oh. <laughs> Skip. 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 All right. Something on your bucket list. I want to go to the Maldives. I yeah. like that. I want to. I want to be. I want to be out there in one of those bungalows on the water and stuff. Listen, I, I want to tell you, Udi. I genuinely am so proud of you. I, I really am. I know I you've grown it. a lot, and I, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that your family is back together. I, I think you know that already, but oh, without question. And like I said earlier, I wanted you on because I want people. I wanted people to see the Udi that that I know, and I've been in contact with and been friends with for the last couple of years and really know your heart and any mistakes or anything that anyone's made. I think it's important that one, they hear it from you and are able to say, okay, hold on. He's owning up because there's a lot of people on social media that will get on there and be like, oh no, no, I don't, I, I'm not seeing anyone, but yet they'll have these girlfriends and be like, Shh, don't tell anybody. Shh, don't say Fair anything enough. on the side. And I don't think that people understand that, like the women understand. That's not a person with good character. The fact that mm. you're coming on and you're saying what you're saying, I feel, is going to set a positive trend for people to understand at the end of the day, you have your family, right? You've got your social right. media family, but you've got your true family. And right. they are the most important. I Like I said, I appreciate you for having me. And, I, and I'm damn proud of the man that I am today. And like I said, I'm not anywhere close to being as good as I want to be. And that's a ch like, again, as I stated earlier, that's a chase that I'll never catch. But I, if anybody's listening to this man, woman, it doesn't matter. Listen, it is okay to make mistakes. It's okay to make poor choices. It's not okay to continue in those mistakes and poor choices. Once you verify that you are the problem, don't make excuses for why it happened. Eat it. Call it what it was. It was bullshit. You were a piece of shit. You did dumb shit. And then you work yourself into being better. And you don't do that by talking. You do that by walking. And every day you walk and every day is a different little step. And every day you start gaining your groove back. And each and every day you're pulling yourself closer and closer to that light of where you want to be. Now, you may never catch that light. Like, I'll never catch the light that I want to catch. But I promise you, people can talk as much shit about your past. People can talk about you. Oh, he's this, this, and this. But they can never, ever dog you for the character traits you show as long as you continue to walk that path. So for me, it's understanding, like, everybody sins. Just because my sin was different than yours doesn't make you better than me. But I do want you to know there ain't no path that you've been down that you can't come back from. And and I guess that's what made me sue so well in law enforcement because it, it didn't matter how many times I arrested someone or how many arrests I made. I made it very clear that while we were on the way to jail, this is your defining moment right now. Not what you did, not what happened. This right here is your defining moment because you're stuck in a shitty situation. You are at rock bottom right now. But it's what you do from this very moment that people will forever remember you for. So for me, it's just like no matter what you're doing right now, what's going on at this very moment, when you hear this podcast, this here is your defining moment. From this point forward, what man do you want to be and what woman do you want to be? And I promise you, if you put those front feet forward and continue to walk straight, it doesn't matter if it's baby steps, you're crawling. As long as it's forward, you're going to be good to go. Well, I appreciate all of those words, Udi. I think you and I both coming from you having some traumatic ish things in the past. I've had some traumatic things happen. We've rose above those things. And I think from right. two people that have been there, I don't want to say been there, done that all, right? But two people that have had some crazy things happen, 
we've literally risen up from that as well. So thank you for those kind words and, and motivation. And I'm proud and happy to call you a friend. And I just appreciate you. And I can't wait. But listen, I want to say this for everybody that's listening to Heather. Listen, she is one of the realest, dopest women I've ever had. And to see some of your dreams come a reality, I know how much time and effort you put in. You and I have had those conversations at nighttime where we're talking about the same things we talk, the grind, putting in the work, even the competitions, me and you back and forth, who's <laughs> going to get the higher number here, higher number here. Um, and to see you get your podcast and to see the amazing things you're doing with Make-A-Wish and all the things you do behind the scenes that nobody sees. I'm extremely proud of you. I am grateful to have you as my friend iHeartRadio is absolutely lucky and blessed to have you. And this audience, our family, like I said, I, I am over the moon excited to see where your career goes. I just hope that I get to be along the journey with you. So. <laughs> Don't make me cry, Udi. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And we look forward to seeing all the fun stuff that's about to happen. Whatever y'all need from me, I'm like I said, I ain't hard to find if you're looking for me. <laughs> appreciate the opportunity i love it so thanks again and i guess that's a wrap for us we're out of here endless diets and weight loss struggles it's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results introducing smart metabolic burn from brain md your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat imagine burning fat balancing glucose levels and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks this unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula berberine which targets abdominal fat and oea which curbs your appetite with just two capsules a day Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat, and support your weight management journey. Right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com, the lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is... To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.